we'll do in the Holy Letters of the Rebbe in volume 9. This is letter number 2625, and we'll study this for the merit of a Rifuah Shlema, a Kreva for Rav Menachem Mendel ben Soraleya, who is in need of a miracle, Be'ezrus Hashem, uh, to recover, and um, we hope and we're praying for it, and we're learning for his uh, merit. Now this, Baruch Hashem, this is dated the second day of Iyar, Tavshin Yudale, Brooklyn, Shalom of Racha. This is a very unusual letter from the Rebbe, uh, you know, sometimes there are expressions that the Rebbe uh, used. Uh, this is actually an expression that was used by the previous Rebbe, and then it was printed. And that expression was kind of offensive uh, to some other groups. It's where the Rebbe, uh, the previous Rebbe, uh, expressed an idea about the difference between a chassid and a mesnagit, and some people offended by this comment challenged the Rebbe uh, to explain this, and the Rebbe goes into the uh, into the details again, and as the Rebbe says towards the end of the letter, uh, there is a particular emphasis here on misnagid. Misnagid means an opponent, you know, who, as we'll see in the letter itself, and this talks about the style of uh, study. So let's do Shalom of Racha. So the Rebbe says, I'm responding to your letter in which you write about uh, the fact you have difficulty that in a letter by my father-in-law, the Rebbe, with all the titles that has been printed in the uh, Chabad, Biton Chabad, the Chabad publication, which was at the time printing various uh, different uh, stuff, items from the Rebbe's. The Rebbe says, I actually was not sure to answer uh, this letter, because the Rebbe says, besides the question that you are having on my father-in-law, the Rebbe, I had not found in your letter anything about your studies in the teaching of Hasidus, and also not in the study of the revealed part of Torah. But this is not the way one studies the path of studying a portion of Torah, whatever it may be, just to start off with a question. The way it really studies that after you learn for a period of time in a section of Torah that is uh, fits, etc., and then you acquire some knowledge, so then you can start asking questions, or more correctly, not questions, but to explain, explain these items that are not understood at first glance. So basically, what the Rebbe says, you don't start off just with a challenging question or trying to explain. What you should start off is studying the subject, getting yourself familiar, 
getting some familiarity, and then you start to try to figure out things that are not understood at the first approach. But yet, so the Rebbe says, I wasn't sure, so your attitude and the style, just to throw a question uh, without uh, getting uh, involved in your learning and other things, I didn't even know if I was going to answer. However, the Rebbe said, I want to assume and give you the benefit of the doubt and put you that you are assumed to be, you know, cheskas uh, kashrus, that you intentions are good, that really you're, you're only trying for the good. And I also have a support for that because it appears that you occupy and you help in the publishing of the Sephorim in the inner parts of the Torah, which is the Zohar, the Tikkunizar. So therefore, I am coming with the following lines. And the Rebbe quotes his question. His question is as follows, the Shiloh, this is his question. In a letter of my father-in-law, the Rebbe, with all the titles that has been printed in Biton Chabad, in the Chabad uh, news outlet, this is in the fourth uh, fourth pub, fourth section on page 37. So over there, he explains the difference between the style of study of a chosid and a misnagid. That both study intently and they both are searching for the mistake there's something wrong, they don't understand something, and they put effort in order to try to fix it, to reconcile this difficulty that they have. So what is the difference between them? Hasidim know that that which is said in the Sefer, in the book, is good and truth. And they're searching for the mistake. The mistake is themselves and in their mind. In other words, they're looking where were they wrong. But the Misnagid, he proves that his knowledge and his pilpul is the truth. And the mistake he attributes to the book, etc. That's what the Rebbe says. Basically, they're having when you have a problem, where do you look for the mistake? The Chassid looks for the mistake in himself. He says, where did I get it wrong? How could I fix that? And the Misnagid says, no, no, what I, my idea is the correct one. And he's trying to think, maybe there's a mistake in the Sefer. Maybe there's a misprint over there, or maybe they got it wrong. So he is surprised, so the, 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 the fellow writing to the Rebbe, he's surprised in this uh, explanation. How could we possibly say on the great of the Misnagdim that their study was in such a way that they counted on themselves and they did not uh, think the mistake was in the in the book? And here the Rebbe comes the answer, minor. So the Rebbe says, in order to understand this, and the Rebbe will basically explain, it doesn't mean... Uh, that right in the beginning it's that way, 
that that's the beginning, eventually. It comes to that. And it's also not something which is so far in it, because after all, the Torah has to be studied with intellect, and we find that the Torah has actually instructed us to uh, utilize, and the ruling remains according to our understanding of Torah. And therefore, it doesn't seem to be so far-fetched to try to say that my idea, and that's what the Torah requires, is the correct way. And the Rebbe will explain why by a chassid is different because of his connection to the Rebbe. Let's go inside. So the Rebbe says, in order to understand the above, we have to first introduce a, a very pointy, uh, uh, penetrating and surprising thing, and that is in the book of the Pardis, the Sefer HaPardis, for the Ramak, Ramayushi Kordavu, and this is brought down in a mimer, which apparently it is the Alter Rebbe's mimer, the author of the Tanya and the Shulchan Aruch. And this is what the Alter Rebbe writes about this Sefer HaPardis Ramak. It says over there, what, let's understand this that the Pardis says, that what? Anybody who doesn't learn, and he's talking about doesn't learn it. What is the it? That is the Kabbalah, the wisdom of the Kabbalah, the esoteric part of the Torah, is an Apikoris. Apikoris means a heretic, basically, is somebody. So the Altarebis Mimer is, how could you say about somebody who doesn't study the the Kabbalah that he would be uh, an Apikoris? Now, there are different names uh, for a person who's a heretic, depending exactly whether he denies the Torah, he he doesn't agree, he challenges. So, but the Rebbe says... We'll see in a minute exactly. But what does the mimer explain? How could that be possibly? How could you call somebody who's not studying the Kabbalah, you call him an apicorist? That seems to be quite a outrageous statement to say for somebody who doesn't study Kabbalah that they're an apicorist. So the mimer explains what it means is, even though he is not yet an apicorist, but if a person is uh, intuitively, naturally, he has, he tries to uh, investigate and figure things out, at the end he's going to be an Epicurus. It doesn't mean he's an Epicurus now, but he's going to be an Epicurus. Why? Because when the philosophers, if you take the style of the investigative uh, philosophical approach, it isn't possible under any circumstances that the world was created, that all the details and all the details and the very specific that's in the world, they were all created from the simple unity, all from Hashem. And also to uh, later on that there is supervision over everything and that there is no change in the essence of Hashem, etc., etc., Basically, 
if you approach it with an investigative, with a philosophical investigative approach, you are never going to be able to come out with the results, but you're going to be an Epicurus, you're going to deny it. And at the end of the day, you're going to come to such idea of heresy, because only when we use the basis of the teaching of the Kabbalah, can we answer all the above, that it should fit to our holy belief in Hashem. So basically, we need Kabbalah in order to lead us to real belief in Hashem. So basically what the Rebbe is, uh, and this is what the Pardis said, if you don't learn Kabbalah, you're going to be an Apicoides. So it doesn't mean that you're an Apicoides right now, but it basically what it means to say that it will lead, it cannot, you cannot reconcile uh, philosophical uh, inquiries and investigative uh, philosophy to come up with our pure belief that everything comes from Hashem with all the details. The only way it can be explained is the Kabbalah, that's what he means. <clears throat> so what we see from this is that even though he says you're an Apicoidus, it doesn't mean you're an Apicoidus right away. It doesn't mean it's just saying to you that if you don't have that tool, then eventually it could lead, and it will lead to that uh, without the basis of the Kabbalah. The Rebbe just points out where is this Pardis that the Alter Rebbe is bringing down the Mimer. It means, the Rebbe thinks that it means, apparently it means what the Pardis writes in uh, Shar Aleph Perik Tes, Gate 1, Chapter 9. But over there, it doesn't call him an Apicorus, he calls him a Kofer. There is a difference between Apicorus and a heretic, exactly. Uh, but Rebbe is trying to find out the source of the Pardis that they're quoting here. It doesn't seem to fit exactly with the words used in the Mimer, Apicorus, with what it's written in the Pardis, Kofer. But the Rebbe says, well, first of all, uh, the Mimer doesn't go get involved in the distinction between Kofer and Amin, Apicorus. These are three different languages. But besides that, the Rebbe says the Alter Rebbe and also those uh, leaders before him and after him, they spoke their discourses in Yiddish and not in Loshin Kodesh, as the Alter Rebbe quotes in the Geras HaKodesh with regards to the Valshemto. So the one who uh, quoted them did not always exactly quote the uh, when he transferred it to Loshin Kodesh. So the Rebbe says, now, the same thing now, we can explain our matter as well. Although, that in the beginning, in the onset of the study of the Misnagit, the Misnagit is not in that way that we said before, that he thinks that he's right and the Sefer is wrong. Maybe that's not the beginning. But, if he has a strong intellect, in the end, that will be so. Why? Because we know there is a rule in the Torah, the Torah is not in the heavens. 
The Torah has been given to human beings. Hashem gave us the Torah. Each individual needs to put in effort to understand it with his seichel. And one who actually merits that he becomes a a rav, he becomes a, a person who teaches halacha, so we know the rule is also a judge a judge can only go by his intellect, his eyes, what his eyes of his intellect see, basically meaning, how does a judge know to do the right thing? He has to use his intellect and come up with a decision based on his rationale of explaining or seeing the situation. He doesn't know what is hidden, he doesn't know what is not known, he only knows what he can come up. So, these are not wrong approaches to know that you have to use your intellect and it goes by what you see. There's a famous story in the Gemara where there was a big uh, dispute about, it's called the Tanur of Achnoi. It's more about Metzinutas base. There was a oven made out of clay which was taken apart and then it was pasted together. Uh, the issue there is, is this considered to be a vessel which receives tumor, can become impure or not? But anyway, that was a whole big machloikis over there between Rabbi Lesben Hurkinus and the Chachomim. But anyways, over there they were trying to, there was a, they said there was a disagreement uh, over there in the Heavenly Academy, who, and even Hashem was on one side and then they said, no, we don't. They tried to prove through all kinds of miracles that he was right. And they said, the Torah is not in the heaven. Until Hashem, the quotes, the Gemara, it's as if Hashem is saying, my children have beat me. Because since the Torah has given, the, the Torah has given it to here in this world, so we have the strength and the ability to explains the things the way we understand it with our seichel. So, therefore, it only follows. If the blessed Hashem has given you the intellect and you are diligently studying uh, in the Torah, and then you come to study Torah, and you're learning Torah according to the rules of Torah, and these rules are part of them. Part of the rules is that the Torah is not in the heaven. Part of the rules is that a a judge should go by what he sees. So what is his uh, approach? What is his uh, way that he's thinking that he is totally in charge? It's his right to come up with the proper interpretation. And since Hashem, Kodesh Baruch Hu, only asks the way you can do, so he knows that Hashem is asking of him based upon my, what I can do. So the person concludes that he needs to study the way he sees it in his mind. And the way he understands it, so he has the right for the ruling, to rule the way he understands. That means that his, what he knows and his pilpul is the truth. So that doesn't seem so far-fetched. He thinks it's true. 
But if you find a contradiction in a Sefer, that doesn't obligate him. And based on the above, and, you know, it turns out that uh, an approach of thinking that you're right is not so negative because the Torah tells you that you have to learn by your seichel. So it's not so bad for thinking that I am right. And now, uh, how does one compare himself and say, you know, talking about a, uh, a, a rabbi, a little rabbi, a little shoike, what, what does he mean? How could you think of himself? Oh, I know the truth. But Rabbi says further, there is a saying of our sages that Hashem has equal uh, three people that are not such great. We counted, we counted some of the Yiftach and Shimshon. Those are people that were leaders, and the Torah equates them just like the Kishloisha Chamuri Olam, like like Moshe, Aaron, and Shmuel, which is Yeru. And the Gemara says that each in every generation, even he is in no comparison, Yeru Boel. In his generation, it's just like Moshe in his generation. Meaning that in every generation, the leader of that generation is like Moshe Rabbeinu in his generation, even though there are no Moshe Rabbeinu. So he quotes in the Gemara, especially, specifically, <coughs> we talk about there the three, Yiftoch and Shimshon, and and we were equating them to Moshe, Aaron, and Shmuel, even though they're not at the same level. So how is a Chassid different? The Rebbe says one of the main differences between a chosid and a misnagid is the outlook and the basis of the outlook of the world of the chosid. He knows that his soul and also the soul of his friends are a spark and a branch of a more general soul. He looks himself as a spark and he knows that from a general soul, which is the soul of his Rebbe. His Rebbe is his main soul, and he's a branch, a spark of that soul. As a result, so whether it comes to physical matters or it comes to spiritual matters, there is a very strong connection between him and the soul of the Rebbe. And what happens to one is in a great measure connected with the other one, as said before, whether it's physical or it's spiritual. So which would also include my study of Torah, his study of Torah, his observance of mitzvahs is included in this as self-understood. So he associates his own learning, his own physicality, his own learning, also as a part of a soul of the Rebbe. So now we understand also, there's another uh, a, a, a saying, a euphorism of the Chabad Hasidim, the, the Chabad and the leaders of Chabad. He said like this, the verse says, a tzaddik with his belief, it says lives, he lives with his belief. That's what gives life to the tzaddik. But he say don't call it lives, but he gives others life, which means the chassidim that connect to the tzaddik. That this tzaddik, through his belief and through his service, uh, he vitalizes those souls that are connected to him, those who are tied to him. So this is their connection. So, therefore, it's understood that an individual soul is not the final ruler, even when he understands in Torah. So, he, he's only 
a small spark of a bigger picture. So what I understand in Torah doesn't mean that. There is somebody, a soul which is above me. Because he's only one detail of this general rule. And there's could be more details that are able to clarify how this individual soul understands. And for sure, so there's other details that can clarify this. For sure, that this general soul is able to understand it and to eliminate it with additional ideas. So therefore, also the specific soul will understand in its intellect better and deeper. So basically, Chassid's beginning, he connected with the Rebbe's and he doesn't really think that his learning and his understanding is the final, the other details from the other souls and the Rebbe may clarify this. And just like when you understand additional details in the subject, you also understand other details in the same sugya and same subject. So the same thing is, uh, as it's in the intellect, also it is in the one who's understanding. So different ideas add to the ideas. So the one understanding... so, if you understand, so other people say, in other words, if the Rebbe will understand it better, because it's all intertwined. The idea, there's more ideas over here, and there's more people to understand, and since they're connected, connected if the other one understands better, you will understand better as well. So, this knowledge, that even though one knows that they have to put an effort in the study of Torah, and the observance of mitzvahs, and you cannot fulfill your obligation that another individual soul, or even a general soul, is going to do it, you have to do it by yourself, because it's a mitzvah, because you are commanded on it, but together with that, and although the Torah was given to human beings, he knows that I am only one detail, and my understanding is only an understanding of one detail of the one who understands. In other words, there's like one big understander, which is the Rebbe, and we are small understandings, like details. So therefore, because I'm just a small understander, you can say, well, maybe you could make a mistake, and maybe the other details are able to fix and to complete his understanding. He doesn't think that I know it all. He, re- he thinks there's others. And for sure that the understanding of this general soul, which he's a part of, can clarify the entire idea with a larger light of a larger intellect. So when you have this knowledge, this changes the approach even when you start to learn knowing that, as the Rebbe writes in the letter, that the person knows that what is written in the Sefer is good and truth. Why? Because that's the, has been published amongst the Jewish people, has been uh, sort of uh, verified, and uh, many of many uh, details have already read that. So, 
If I can't understand it, there must be my mind and my view, because I'm only one detail. And the other details uh, that he has to look for, uh, their help to know the other parts of it, those will definitely put him on the mistake. So basically, the approach of the Chassid, the Rebbe says, is that he is only one amongst a lot, and therefore he doesn't put it on himself. He knows that this is the truth because this has been verified, this has been accepted, this has been published. That is the truth. He needs the help from the other details, and then he'll better. The Rebbe says, I'm not coming with these, just a, the main part of it. It's very difficult to explain at length in writing. Especially, the Rebbe says, you don't write how much understanding you have in the revealed part of Torah, and also what are you occupying and what level you are in the Primisa Torah, which is called the Tree of Life. The Tree of Life, it says... There isn't here any question, uh, not from the bad side, not a machlokis from the tumor side, which basically questions and challenges come from the negative side as brought down in the Raya Mehemna and the Zorich El Base and explained at length in the Geras HaKadosh Dalta So here doesn't require that much. Uh, addition to the Rebbe, what the Rebbe is explaining over here, but basically the Rebbe is saying here, the approach of the Misnaget is not terrible, based on the rules of Halacha, based on the rules. That's not such a terrible thing. But the difference of the approach of the Chosid is that he knows that he's only a detail, and he needs to fill in his gaps by other ideas that other had by the Rebbe, and therefore he knows that what's written in the book is the is the authentic. The Rebbe says, "I want to point out and to illuminate that the altar, the, my father-in-law is the Rebbe speaks about someone whose description is a misnagit. We're not talking about an oil which means a plain yid, not. And this is also very specific." And this also helps us understanding the contents of this letter. And just like uh, generally when we receive the Torah by old by Klal Yisrael, we had to start off by saying Nasel Nishma. We're going to do, and then we're going to listen. So that way we have the Tumas Yishorim Tanchem. He says the innocence of the straight that leads us, in other words we accept, we say we will do, and then we will listen if it's not that then the verse says there that those who turn things around that is going to rob them of their uh, as the Gemara explains it in Shabbos Peches Omed Beis so the Rebbe says, so just like the general Torah, you have to accept, and then you start to uh, understand. You have to have the approach of acceptance, and then you start to learn. Similarly, this is when you accept every part and part of the pardis of Torah, the four sections of Torah. First, you have to start off 
by doing and accepting, and then you learn, then you can receive the part of the Tumas Yishorim Tamchem. The Rebbe ends with a blessing in the name of uh, the Rebbe by the secretary. It's gone on a little bit long. It's a longer letter from the Rebbe over here. Right. But, wanna... yeah, see, the Rebbe uh, basically says people start off right away throwing questions at you instead of, you know, being open. And the Rebbe says, yeah, it's a, it sounds a little bit of a surprising statement, but yet there is a, uh, a very strong explanation. And when you see that, you actually see that, you know, it's not uh, such a, a difficulty and there is nothing to uh, really become all upset. you got to just figure out and learn and understand what the Rebbe meant with that.